every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After. Let's go up there, it's uh, not cleared and it's into the back of the net and we left the man unmarked and it's a free header, Steve Seddon three yards out, didn't clear it on the second phase from the corner and the deadlock is broken just before the half hour mark here at the Sam Stadium and it's another sloppy goal that Morecambe have given away from a set piece, Oxford United 1, Morecambe 0. Really cheap goal to give away there, really disappointing from Morecambe's point of view, it certainly looked really that the, the danger could have easily have been cleared but like you say without well all of a sudden the, the ball's cut across into the middle and there's the Oxford man unmarked to head home and that is not really what we want to hear but it's Oxford United one it's Morecambe nil disappointing that again we just switch off at the back and in fairness Steve said and just drifted in field is the left back of course up for the corner and he's not going to score an easier goal in his whole career, is he? Just nodding it into the back of the net from two or three yards out. Callum Jones keeps it alive. Delaney flicks it on once more. Stockton might be interested here for half a second, but good defended by Thornley. Gregley nicks it off his man. Oh, Go it's going to be a tap-in. It is going to be a oh. tap-in. He's missed. I cannot believe he's missed. It was Ryan Delaney at the back post. It needed to fall to Stockton, who inevitably would have broken the net. And Delaney... Almost got in the way of Adam Phillips. Goal gaping, three yards out. We have to score those opportunities. And he's put it wide. I cannot believe it. What a miss. It was a huge miss, wasn't it? That was it. That was the moment where we could have levelled the game. Great play initially from Greg Lee, though, to catch the Oxford United man napping on this left-hand side. Cut inside, a delicious ball across the six-yard box. And three minutes into the second half, Morecambe should be back on level terms. It's an absolute howler of a miss from defender Ryan Delaney. Ball up and over the top. Matty Taylor's drew the keeper. That's a good block from Jockel Anderson. Does he bring the man down? Yes, he does. It's a penalty to Oxford United. And the Shrimps were just caught with the easy ball up and over the top. But good initial blockers. Jockel Anderson came out to meet Matty Taylor. And as the ball ran loose, We've only seen it once, but it looked to me, I'm afraid, as if Jockel did bring the man down. Matty Taylor hits the deck, and the referee points to the penalty spot. And not 90 seconds previously, we should have made it 1-1 with that Ryan Delaney. Absolute howler of a miss. Like we say, that's League One football for you, isn't it? How much are we going to regret that miss? Because from the penalty spot, here at the Kassam Stadium, it's James Henry for Oxford United with a chance to put the U's two goals clear here on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Referee happy, whistle goes. Henry blazes it over the bar. Goodness gracious me, what a let off that is. And then Stockton, he's found the back of the net with an absolute peach of a goal. Great cross from the right-hand side. We spoke before the game that he was going through a something of a lead spell. What a cross from the right. And that is an extraordinary finish. Another one from Cole Stockton as he rifles a first-time right-footed volley into the back of the net for his 13th goal of the season. And on 64 minutes, we're level. Oxford United won more than one. It was an unbelievable goal from Cole Stockton, wasn't it? Did so well to read the ball in. Was it Ryan Cooney, I think, who set the ball into the mix? But Cole Stockton was in the right place at the right time to rocket it home from 12 yards. And that's an unbelievable way for Morecambe to get back on level terms. It's just another one to add to the Cole Stockton world-class finishes collection this season. Yeah, what a goal. Cross comes in, Matty Taylor could be up with a header here. Oh, it's in the back of the net for 2-1. And all of Morecambe's hard work undone, 18 minutes from time. And again, I have to say, we just got caught napping on the second phase from the cross. We didn't deal with it. Matty Taylor headed it across the six-yard box. And there was the runner just to nod it past Jockel Anderson from four or five yards down to make it Oxford United two, Morecambe one. It's the last thing we last thing we wanted and arguably the last thing we deserved after the last five or ten minutes of play. We've been absolutely the better side since, uh, since equalising and we've been punished by another lapse of, uh, of concentration there. Disappointing. 
a really, really deep cross. Matty Taylor nods it back across, and there was Mark Sykes running in and just managed, just, just, just beat Yoffel, just beat him to the punch, didn't he? And just nods it into the empty net from a few yards out. Eventually, the free kick's taken short by Herbie Kane. Gets it back, second bite of the cherries, and a plane out towards this left-hand side bats and now he goes towards the edge of the box in the end where a lucky bounce of the ball finds Mark Sykes in the bit of space on the edge of the box plays it through to Matty Taylor who finds the back of the net Wiseman's flag stays down and that is game set and match for the U's three minutes to go here at the Gassam Stadium and it was a well-worked goal you have to say Kane involved ball fell to Sykes on the edge of the box I thought he was going to get a shot away. Instead, he fed it through to Matty Taylor, who drew the keeper and then just dinked it over Jochel Andresen and into the back of the net. And that will be all three points for Carl Robinson's men. It's Oxford United three, Morecambe one. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's Verdict on Beyond Radio. Really frustrating when you know anybody was at the game. It wasn't at the game. Sorry, I would think you know we deserved to lose, and it was uh, we did deserve to lose because we didn't defend properly. But for large periods again, we dominated, played some very good stuff as usual. I'm repeating myself, um, but we're we're not doing basics well. Simply, you know, balls go into our box. We lose the first contact, second contact, third contact for the first goal. Second goal the same, long diagonal ball. Lose the first contact, lose the second contact, and the third goal we don't win the first header. So. You know, defenders are judged on defending. When we got back to one all, uh, you know, the mindset is we go and win it as opposed to let's not lose it. You know, that's what we're we're trying to get in. I haven't got the balance right. You know, and whether I've got people in the building to get that balance right at the minute, I'm not so sure. Um, but it's up to me to find that solution. How frustrating is it for you? Because as you said, at one one, I thought you were well on place for a point or even to win the game. Very frustrating because nobody's carving us up. You know, when you look at the, the the goals conceded they're all long balls into the box long set play long diagonal ball long ball up pitch and we lose the first contact so the bits that they're doing well you know the shape the discipline the press the passing the ball the good football are harder than what they're not doing well that's the hard thing to take you know and I want their, their players and certain individuals head the ball that goes 30 yards you know and it takes relieves pressure off the team straight away they're sitting 6th very good side with extremely good budget and you know we feel that we've outplayed them in large periods of the game you look at the, the boys up the top we felt we outplayed Plymouth for large periods of the game um, but we're we're missing that steal and I, you know, I'll continue to say that and we've asked personnel to step up yeah, well, I believe we've got the personnel in the building to do that and, and obviously if we don't I have to find that personnel at Christmas The second goal was an absolute killer for you, wasn't it? Yeah it was you know we'd we fought our way back into the game you know as I said we, we lose the first goal from a as I say, a long ball into the box from a set play. First contact, second contact, third contact. And we, you know, the second ball, there's no danger. It's a long diagonal ball that we get caught under. And again, first and second contact in the box. And for everything you do in between both boxes, it doesn't really matter. If you don't defend your box and you don't take chances, which again, we, you know, we had numerous opportunities. But the positive I take out of it is we're creating lots of chances. You know, we're, we're missing chances. Cole must be so frustrated. He scored an absolute wonder goal again today from Super Football. And we can't um, we can't defend when it's needed. And you know, I take again, like I don't come out and throw people under the bus. People hold their hands up individually in the dress room, and ultimately, I take the blame. And it's up to me to sort it out. People say to us time and time again, "You're a good side. You'll do all right this year." But the results away from them, especially, just aren't coming, are they? No, and we are a good side, and you know, we won't do all right this year if we don't stop conceding them goals. You know, we can see we're side that wants to play we play some very very good football against make no mistake probably one of the best sides in the division that I've seen and we dominate for large periods of the game and no doubt I'll go in and Carl will tell me how well we played and I'm sick to death of it to be honest with you I'd rather not play so well and, and defend properly and, and win 1-0 that's not happening at the moment you know and you know what we have to be very careful is we don't lose belief in what we're doing we can't go long we can't be a long ball team we don't have the personnel as I say we we have to start winning first and second contacts in areas that matter. Nobody's carving us open, that's a frustrating bit. When you, you play against a really good side that are better than you, simply, you hold your hands up. That's not been that's not been in too many occasions this year, and that's the, the real frustrating bit. And I'll say it again, ultimately, I have to sort that out. We haven't got the balance right. Have I got the balance in the building? It's up to people to prove that we have, yes. 
on an individual level, Cole Stockton, as you said, another fantastic goal. As long as he's doing that, you've got a chance of getting these results, haven't you? Yeah, you know, he's, listen, he's he's missed two great chances, scored an absolute wonder goal again, uh, you know, worked the socks off. And, you know, I can look at the back four and go, well, out of the back four, we can't say anybody had a really, really poor game, but they actually got caught for two and three goals between them. So ultimately, defenders have to defend. And at this moment in time, we're trying to win games when we should be trying not to lose in certain, you know, in certain contexts of the game when you go one all. And there's a real naivety to it. And sometimes players make you look stupid, which they've, they've you know, possibly done again over the last few weeks. But I take it as a collective, as a group of staff, as a group of players, we have to see games out. We have to see situations and games out and not constantly attack. You know, at, at one all, we had a midfielder at right wing, another midfielder up front, and I'm screaming and shouting to get back into shape. And it's young naivety, and we have to do that so much better, or we'll find ourselves, as you say, really good side, but keep losing games. So, Stephen, on to Tuesday now, Cambridge at home. Your home form has been excellent, hasn't it? So hopefully you can get back to winning ways there. Yeah, Cambridge is a, a huge game for us, a game that we must win and a game that we think we can win. We, again, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself when you boys shove the camera in front of me every week, is we have to take the very good things out of that performance. And we have to defend our 18-yard box to the, the final phase, not the first contact. We have to, you know, third contact scores the goal, second contact scores the goal, third contact scores the third goal. You know, we're, we're not winning to enough aerial challenges we're not landing on off second balls and we have to do that Tuesday night there's a lot of talking football about fine lines and at times you're just the wrong side of that fine line yeah I'm sick of being the wrong side of the fine line because I go in there after every game and I have good football people tell me what a good style of football we play how hard we work and I've got a really good group of boys in there don't mean to make mistakes as a collective unit as a team we don't get broke down we don't get played through we don't have massive gaps we can see balls that go into our 18 yard box and it's you know it's a mentality we have to try and change collectively I put myself right at the forefront of that Cambridge came up with Morecambe last year and uh, again they've had a bit of a mixed start but they've got danger there Wes Hoolan someone you may know quite well yeah top footballer you know we have to stop and play him. again you know we have to think you know we are a good football inside but we have to look at the other aspect of it and make no mistake every week we're made well aware of it made well aware of the first corner they set it up exactly like we thought we would and there's only so much you can do, you know, we all have to take collective responsibility. Cambridge are a decent side, but they're, they're very beatable and, you know, we, we want to get a result on Tuesday night. Ironside up front, he could be a bit of a nuisance guy. Yeah, look, they've got good players. We've got good players as well. And we've got players in defensive areas that can be better and, and not showing their style and character that I believe they've got. You know, they're a threat going forward. We've got a long throw, that's a threat. And, you know, they'll throw balls into our box and we have to cope with things better than what we've coped with in recent weeks. Is it good that you've got a, just a couple of days break now to get back into action? Yeah, look, the game's come thick and fast. I try and not make excuses. I try and be honest and straight with the players and with themselves. And we've got a group of boys that are honest. We know what our, uh, you know, our, our feelings are. We know what we're very good at. And it's about trying to get a combination of the both instead of being, as I say, at one all. People out of position trying to go and win 2-3-1 and three, one against a very good side. That can exploit you. Looking at the Oxford game, good to see Alfie McCalmont back uh, to get some minutes. Yeah, Alfie only trained um, Friday. That was the first full training session. So, you know, he gives me another option for, for Saturday. I think Callum's done very well since he came in. But um, you know, Alfie's been terrific for me all season, so gives me another option. Um, Scott Wooden back again from illness. He's, you know, he's trained for the last three or four days, so gives me another option as well. Ryan McLaughlin fit again as well. Well, Greg, a 3-1 defeat today in a, in a game that you were well into it for most of it. Yeah, disappointing. I felt that... Uh... You know, a lot of the time uh, the game was even. If not, we had a, a good possession. I felt that they had a lot of possession around the back. We had more possession high up the thirds and probably created more of the chances second half. Yeah, so a difficult one to take. The first goal is a bit of a killer, another another set piece. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's getting very frustrating, I think, to concede so many from set pieces. You know, I think that we do, we, we have switched off uh, for the first time in the, in, in the game, really. And yeah, obviously, it's not, it's not acceptable that someone can be wide open to score that goal. but. Yeah, a difficult one again to take, you know. You came back into it, another fantastic goal from Cole Stockton. And that's perhaps the frustration again, because you are scoring goals, you're playing good football, but just the fine lines, just getting the wrong side off. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that in football, when mistakes are made, it's often difficult when you are punished for them. And I feel like at the moment, we're just getting punished for every single mistake. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in the games. There's a chance that they've, had, that we, they've conceded where literally we've got a, a tap in at the back stick and just hasn't fallen for us where we're with them. Everything seems to do at the moment with whatever opposition we are playing, so it's difficult. Um, 
but like like the gaffer says, law of averages, things hopefully will even themselves out. But we definitely have to do more in and around the box to stop those things happening. League One is a pretty unforgiving league, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of the lads are very well versed in League One, and you know, when you do make those errors, a lot of times you will be punished for it. But uh, like I say, I think that it's important that we gather ourselves together and, and realise that we've got a lot of the play, a lot of the, the performances that we need. It's just those fine margins. Genuinely, it's those fine margins that I think we put right will be a different side but like I said we've got to look at ourselves and, and make sure those fine margins are, are put right The gaffer's mentioned just need a bit more steel as well Yeah I'd say so I'd say so you know maybe in and around the box the difference is being prepared to put the body on the line but I think there's also times in the game where we did put our body on the line but it's, it's every time it needs to be you know the gaffer's right it needs to be every time it, needs, it can't just be once or twice or even three times it has to be every time to stop the ball going in the back of the net and, and yeah he's right and it's something that we need to find within ourselves as players Another game now in a couple of days against Cambridge at home. It becomes quite an important game now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, but I think definitely, like if you spoke to a lot of the lads, it's important, it's nice to have an opportunity to put it right as, as early as this. You know, that's why it is League One football. It's Saturday, Tuesday, it's back to back, and it's important that we, yeah, like I say, it's, it's definitely important that important game, but <coughs> yeah, with the teams in and around us, we've got to get those results. and we really have to start imposing our game on people that are in and around us because I feel like we do play good football against your Plymouths and your Oxfords who are up there in the league you know but it's important that we impose our game onto other teams in and around us and show that we're, we're better than they are and get the results. What about yourself you're getting a bit of a run in the team now and hopefully injury free for a while? Yeah you know I think it, I mean the last injury I got after the crew game was a real phenomenon I know obviously it looks like my history is just littered with injuries but it hasn't actually been as a as as it seems, if that makes any sense. But yeah, definitely want to try and put a run of, a run of games to, to, in the team now uh, and try and just get my fitness levels going, my drive going and, and see if I can just continue putting put what I believe is to performances in, in, on the pitch. And international recognition as well for Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a really exciting one for me, but like I said, we've got two more games before that happens. So obviously looking forward to that, but at the same time, I want to you know do a good job here and. and make sure that we get some results, you know, because I think that the lads will come, came today hoping right, we'll get the result. Uh, we haven't done that, so there's two more games to go out there and teams in and around us to, to, to go out and get results. So for me, my focus is here now. International is obviously really great, really important, and I'll focus on that when the time comes. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and on iFollow. Another disappointing afternoon on the road. Uh, for Stephen Robinson's men, where it finished at the Kassam Stadium. Oxford United 3, Morecambe 1. Hello from Dave Salmon and Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team. Um, joining you from Keel Services on the M6. A little bit unusual because we've stopped halfway home to uh, do the rest of the podcast. Uh, Matt, deja vu all over again for the Shrimps today. Yeah, um, it's, it's a, especially tough to take because I think performance wise it was a lot better you know we touched on it in the opening 20 minutes didn't we on comms that defensively we were pretty much first to everything that came into the box we were really impressive uh, and then lo and behold a couple of minutes later and uh, we ended up conceding a, a cheap goal free header I do have a little bit of sympathy because I think the assist uh, where the lad loops it over his own head I think you know a few of them few of the players might have thought it, it was going out of play. I know I certainly did. Um, and then we responded really well. Um, you know, obviously got the goal on uh, on 64 minutes, I think it was. Uh, a fine finish, a fine, fine finish. Really good crossing from Cooney as well. Um, and then from then onwards, we absolutely dominated it. And if you would have said to me at the time who would go on to, to get the next goal, then it would have been nailed on for, for Morecambe to do that. Unfortunately, wasn't to be. We concede a goal, um, and then it's game over when they score again in the. Uh, I don't. I don't know what what minute the. Uh, Eighty-seven. I think it was. Yeah. Mm. So from then on, it's 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 a tough task. Got um, even harder, isn't it? So yeah, disappointing. Uh, the, the, the problem for me, Matt, is we are week after week when we're on the road and our away record isn't great. We've just won once against Crew, and every week seems to be the same for me, and that is. We get lots of praise from the opposition. Oh, you play some nice football. Yeah, you, you're definitely going to be all right this season. You won't be anywhere near the relegation zone. We had it again today from the Oxford United Press. But that doesn't translate into points. And it's the points that are going to keep us in League One, not playing decent football. And, and that's what's got to change. I, I don't know what, what has got to change. We need to find 
10, 15% of something, whatever that something is from somewhere. Stephen Robinson, you just heard in his post-match there, he said about steel. But what is steel? I don't know. I don't know. No, it's it's especially, well, it's even more head-scratching when you think that it's pretty much the same group of lads that uh, that started the season as well as they did. So we've already proven that we do have that steel. And we do have the capabilities to, you know, um, take the game to anybody in this division. Um, so when you look at our recent form, like you say, away from home and another defeat today, it's, like you say, it's, it's, it's not a case of trying to find it in the first place. It's more of a question of where has it gone? Mm. Um so yeah, still you know you look at the performances today. I was particularly impressed with the likes of Greg Lee. I thought he was immense. Um, just there's still positives to take, but it's it's kind of difficult to be positive when when we lose. We still spoken to Greg Lee in post match, and uh, he's very unassuming about his own performance and about his international call up, and as as I think you would expect him to be. But he was my man of the match. I think he was your man of the match too. Yeah. In terms of the rest of the team, I think we're desperately missing something, but it's that something, isn't it? Whatever that is. We need Shane McLaughlin back sooner rather than later in the heart of the midfield. We're missing him desperately. Desperately. And in the final third, I think this is the difference for me between League 2 and League 1. It's that extra little bit of finesse that you are punished for in League One that you're not in League Two. First goal today. Okay, Stephen Robinson will go on about first contact, second contact, should be tighter. All of that is true, of course. But I don't think in League Two, the striker flicks the ball back over his head for him to nod it in for the first goal. I don't think in League Two, for the last goal, he muscles through his man and then a nice dink over the ball for for the for Taylor to run onto for, for the third goal. It's those little things that we need to be better at, I think. It's, it's about being smarter, isn't it? Um, sticking to the basics, of course, but just being aware that there is that little bit more quality in, in League One. Um, I'm not saying get everything right because you know, you're not going to go through a full season without making a mistake, of course. But it's about reacting to it, isn't it? And, and Stephen Robinson himself has fronted up, hasn't he, and said that it's up to him to get it right. And uh, I have every faith, I'm sure everybody has every faith that, that he's going to do that. Um, it's just like we say, it's just a bit strange that mm. we did start the season so well with the same group of lads, obviously, apart from Sam Lavelle leaving and, and Kelvin Meller as well. Um, so there's not been that many changes, really, um, just in terms of performance. that's We just need to get that right, really. That steal, that extra 10%, whatever it might be, we, we've, regardless of where it's going to come from or what exactly it might be, we've got to find it from somewhere and we've got to find it quickly. We absolutely do, yeah. Um, we just, if 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 nothing else, just to give us a bit of confidence. We, we took confidence from the Plymouth game, and rightfully so, because we were brilliant against Plymouth. And then we go on and, and lose the game three-one away from home. Um, so it's kind of like one step forward, two steps back sometimes, or that's certainly how it feels. Mm. So yeah, it's uh, we're, we're not in in desperate territory by any stretch of the imagination, but it would be nice to, to get back to winning ways sooner rather than later. We have to talk about Cole Stockton's goal, Matt. Another, another, just a world-class strike. There's no other word to describe it. No, there's so many different elements to that goal, isn't there? I mean, first and foremost, the ball in from Ryan Cooney. We touched on it in comms. He had to get it inch perfect, and he did just that. It was a great ball in. And then, you know, Stockton adjusted his body. First time hit right into the roof of the net. It's one of those goals. If that's a Premier League goal, it's uh, it's shown time and time again. Really impressive from Cole. And again, it's a different goal to what we've seen from him so far. He's just showing that he's not just a tapping merchant or a long distance striker. You know, he's scoring all kinds of different goals, and and that is massively encouraging from a forward point of view. I suppose it could have been different, couldn't it, Ryan Delaney? That an absolute horror miss. You may already have seen that on the highlights, perhaps. Three yards out, open goal. He has to put that in the back of the net. That said, they missed the penalty, which could have put us... Well, I think they would have gone 2-0 up if that had been scored. So the swings and roundabouts of the game, of course. But all that put aside, Matt, it makes Tuesday night against Cambridge, for me personally, it's now a must-win game. Not, not a would-be-nice-to-win game. We have to get three points on Tuesday. I, I agree in the sense that 
like I touched on earlier, from a confidence point of view, I, I don't think that by any stretch of the imagination, if we don't win, then you know there's a bigger threat of relegation. I don't buy into that at all. Um, I just think we need to start, you know, just picking up those three points, and especially going into the international break, it would be nice to get the win. Obviously, we play next Saturday, but that's in the cup, um, so it would be nice to to get a win from this block of five games as, as Stephen Robinson has alluded to in the past um, and then we can go into the, the, the international break and know what we need to do in training and obviously look to hit the ground running the first week back Yeah because from this block of five it's yielded just one point from a draw and four defeats so going into that international break finally Matt we, we need to get it talks about momentum, and I think that's that's really big for for Morecambe Football Club. Is when we are when it's going for us, we play well and we get the results. And, and if we can get that win on Tuesday, going into well, it's going to be a great cup tie against Newport. I'm sure we'll speak more about that uh, on commentary on Tuesday against Cambridge, and also of course on Saturday as well. It's going to be a great occasion. No game the week after, so with no League One match for nearly three weeks after Tuesday, that makes it even more important to get the win. Yeah, of course. Um, like we say, uh, it will give us a bit of confidence when we do return from the international break. You look back at your last game in the league and if, if you've got a win, then uh, it will just lift everyone in the squad a little bit. Um, but it's one of those as well. If we do get the win, then I'm sure people would argue the international break's come at the wrong time. Um, so it's, it's one of those, really. You can view it from all, all different angles. I think the main thing is we just stick to the task and don't look beyond uh, Tuesday uh, if we get the win. Great stuff, brilliant. A perfect way to, to end what's been a relatively difficult five-block uh, period. But, you know, like we said, I'm sure the lads and the gaffer and the, the, the backroom staff won't be getting too carried away, irrespective. I think they'll just look at it as another game and uh, do do what they do best and, and hopefully come away from it with, uh, with three points. Matt, thanks very much indeed. Thank you so much to you as well for downloading, subscribing and sharing the Shrimps Verdict podcast. You have done so in your tens of thousands. We really appreciate it. If you're a business or a company of any description and you'd like to find out more about advertising and sponsorship opportunities cheaper than you might imagine on the Shrimps Verdict podcast, it's very simple. Drop me an email to dave.salmon at beyondradio.com. Dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk or you can send me a private message on Twitter. I am at DP Salmon. Let's have a chat about how we can promote your business or company here on the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Get in touch right now for advertising and sponsorship opportunities. We'd love to hear from you. Now, November for Morecambe Football Club sees a whole raft of home fixtures back at the Mizuma Stadium. Of the seven games in November, six are at home and just a one-away trip uh, the short journey to Fleetwood Town in a couple of weeks' time. And that all starts on Tuesday night, the rearranged game against Cambridge United in League One. We will, of course, be live from the Mazuma from 7.30 for the build-up and full match commentary of the game on Beyond Radio and on iFollow 2. I've been talking to Tom Walker. Tom is a presenter on the Under the Abbey Stand podcast. And Tom has been giving me the inside track on Cambridge ahead of the used visit to the Mazuma on Tuesday. So, Tom, I suppose my first question to you, being a, a fellow fan of a fellow promoted team from League Two last season, is are you still pinching yourself that you're currently playing League One football? Yeah, a little bit. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on. But I, I guess the the first thing would be that, I guess a bit like yourselves, it was, it, it was fairly unexpected that we sort of found ourselves where we were and you know, we had a really good start to the season and, and 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 sort of when it gets to the December time and the results start dropping off a little bit and then you get to January and you worry if your players are going to leave and then all of a sudden it was sort of like mid-March and we were, I think we were in the top of the league or certainly second in the league and, and, and it becomes the case of thinking, wow, this, 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 this could really happen. So, yeah, a little bit. I think um, probably if we'd, um, if we'd been having this conversation sort of when the original game was used to take place, it'd be, you know me, me describing what have been a pretty a pretty fantastic start to the season. Some cracking days out. We won at Portsmouth not too long ago. Um, some decent sort of um, results earlier in the season as well. Results have dropped off a little bit. So that feeling of sort of pinching ourselves has turned into a bit of um, 
well, this is reality of being, uh, you know, a club that are going to be fighting against, uh, you know, fighting against relegation. But um, yeah, really enjoying League One still. You know, we're playing teams that we haven't played in the league for you know, God knows how many years. We're getting crowds that we haven't got really ever in the league. You know, it's it's, it's it makes a difference seeing the away end sort of full on a Tuesday night of Sheffield Wednesday fans as opposed to. Um, well, firstly, grounds being completely empty, but then obviously some of the sort of away followings that you normally expect in League Two. So, yeah, it's been a good ride. And like I say, I guess a bit like yourself, sort of, it's a little bit surprised that we're here, but certainly enjoying it. And hopefully, um, hopefully we'll have a, a few more seasons to come. I think we're exactly the same as you, Tom, really. We, we started really well. Well, OK, in terms of our league position, not that many points, a couple of good wins, a couple of good draws. It was all going reasonably well. And then we we fell off a cliff and, and we've not quite recovered from that yet, I don't think. So it's going to be interesting on Tuesday when we play. You'll come on to the game in just a tick, Tom, um, if we may. But you've touched on it already about your start to the season. And, and how, have you, how have you found it in the first quarter or so of the campaign? Yeah, it's been... Um... It's been it's been enjoyable, I think, from a fan's perspective. But I mean, in terms of what's happened on the pitch, I think the the first thing is that we've been competitive in pretty much every game. There was there was one blip against Lincoln uh, where we where we were beaten five one, where on the day they scored some outstanding goals and, and just sort of everything they touched seemed to end up in the top corner. Um, and I guess that can happen at this level when you play against better teams. But I think generally speaking, we competed very well, which has been really reassuring. I think, um, you know, when you look at some of the teams in this division, some of the budgets that you come up against, you know, you could you could kind of assume that you might get blown away a little bit more regularly than what's actually happened. So that that's 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 probably been the first thing. But I think probably more recently, that realization has maybe dawned on sort of elements of our fan base that you know we are really going to be in a bit a bit of a battle, sort of. I guess going into October, we were, um, you know, fairly safely in mid-table or, or, or on paper, you think, for 13th, 14th, which feels a long way from the drop when realistically you're only sort of one or two points above it. So um, it's been, it's been, I think, overall a pretty good start to the season. Probably, I guess, maybe overall slightly better than we might have expected. Um, we picked up some results that we wouldn't have expected. You know, the, the, the win at Portsmouth that I mentioned earlier. Um, we beat Burton, who obviously at the time were on this sort of ridiculous run of form, stretching back to the sort of beginning of this year. Um, but we've really, I think, what's really come through more than anything is the sort of character in the team. Um, there's been several occasions where we've come back from sort of losing positions to get points. Um, the notable one, probably the draw against Ips, which we had recently, two 0 down. We managed to turn the game around and actually get something out of it against a team like that. So I think um, there's been there's there's been a lot of encouragement in there so far in, in terms of the way we've competed in games and the character of the team and sort of ability to sort of scrap for points, which is obviously going to be crucial to you know I guess what we would class as success this season, which 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 would be staying up. But um, yeah, I think for sure we've um, we've realised in the last few weeks that um, we are going to be up against it, which um, maybe maybe it didn't seem like for the first um, for the first few weeks. You said something very interesting in your last episode of your uh, Under the Abbey Stands podcast. And it's something that I agreed with in terms of the philosophy of it myself. And that is the, the key to us staying up this season. I think it applies to both teams here is to turn the zero into the one and the one into the three. And if we can do that more often than we don't, we've got a much better chance of being a League One club next season. Yeah, well, that's that's that, that's exactly it. I mean, I think I think that's the point that we've made a couple of times this season, which is that when you look back to last season, the the challenge was how many draws can we turn into wins, and we were very good at doing that. We scored a few late goals on occasions last season and managed to sort of get wins where you might not have expected them. And this season, it's 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 almost the opposite in a way. And yeah, it's it, it's about turning those losses into draws because I mean, when you we were we were surprised. We we actually had a look back as a group at sort of. The, the league tables over the last few years sort of prior to us getting promoted and the amount of games that teams lose is is, is ridiculous so you know, as in the, the amount of games that teams can lose and still be safe or yeah. still stay up at the end of the yeah. season so it gives you such a huge advantage if like I look back to our game at Crew um, a couple of weeks ago we're 2-0 down with about 7 or 8 minutes left and you end up getting something out of that game and obviously there's the benefit that that's a point game for us but then clearly it's, it's obviously two drop for a, what are going to be I guess a pretty a pretty big relegation rival of ours. So um, yeah, I think that's going to be really crucial, pro- well, to both of us and probably to about seven or eight teams in the league. To be fair, so um, yeah, it's just all about sort of battling for those points and trying to 
uh, I, I guess sort of not lose games where um, where it looks like you might do. Now a lot of Morecambe fans will will have seen Cambridge play over the last year or two, be familiar with the way that your manager uh, likes to play. But uh, for those who perhaps haven't seen you, Tom, tell us everything we need to know about your style of play, formations, so on and so forth ahead of the game on Tuesday. What do we need to know? Yeah, I think um, I, I think there's been a pretty a pretty clear sort of change in mindset. Um, from the way that we were playing last season, obviously part of that stepping up to a new level, part of that's losing players like you know Paul Mullen, who, who, who you'll obviously know very well, who did so well for us last year. But um, the way that we've set up in pretty much every game so far has been has been pretty uniform. We've had four at the back, two holding midfielders, three sitting just behind Joe Ironside, who sort of acts as the target man. And it's really the game plan has been to keep it tight, limit chances created by the other team, and. Um, try and nick something if we can and that's basically been one you know I, I don't think you know I guess when you say it like that it doesn't sound too entertaining but I think it's a really sensible approach yeah. to um, you know actually doing something this season and, and obviously you know, achieving our goal which is ultimately survival um, so I wouldn't necessarily expect us to play um, you know pretty football we're not going to I wouldn't. I wouldn't think we're going to, you know, come to Morecambe and do what we did last year, which obviously by by by, <laughs> by our standards was was obviously pretty was um, was pretty impressive. Um, it's I I would expect that it'd be something more of a tight game. I know that certainly early in the season, your game sort of had a lot of goals for and a lot of goals against, um, and our our sort of game plan seems to have been if we can limit the goals against, what happens and you know sort of in the sort of attacking third of the pitch is almost not that important just because of you know obviously like we've discussed. It's all about kind of trying to get points wherever you can. So yeah, I'd expect us to set up very similarly, um, and yeah, we'll 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 probably try and make it difficult. And if we can if we can nick something, then then, then that's obviously what what we're going to have to try and do. So we're four two three one. We're going to be four three three most likely. I think the one area of the pitch where I think we are both a little bit light on numbers is in the centre of the park. So uh, that could be one interesting battle for sure. In terms of your forward options, though, as well, Tom, how have you coped with losing a 30-goal scorer? Have you managed to recover from that? Yeah, I'd say that's been one of the sort of more surprising elements of the season, really, in that I guess we've coped probably better than you might expect a team to cope, you know, having lost someone like that. Um, you know, we were we were obviously under no no illusions. He was out of contract. He scored thirty two goals in the league. Um, you know, our record goal scoring the season. All of these sort of statistics, which you know you can sort of list for, for for hours, basically. So we knew that we weren't going to be going into the season with him. Obviously, where he's gone is a completely another story. But um, I think overall we've coped pretty well. Um, Joe Ironside, who we had for all of last season, actually had a pretty decent season um, as well. Although it was obviously completely overshadowed um, by what by what Mullen did. Um, he's taken to this league pretty well. Uh, I think he scored six goals now in the league. Um, a couple of those have been for the penalty spot, but you know he's he's getting in the right areas. He does cause trouble for defenders, and that's clearly um, that's clearly going to be his job in the team. I think aside from that, realistically, there's there's you look at the sort of strength and depth on the bench, um, sort of in other other parts of the squads, and there isn't really a great deal. So we are a little bit reliant on Joe Ironside, and he. Um, uh, it was actually left out on Tuesday, I think, just to sort of you know help him help him help him get some um, help him get some rest. Um, but I think in terms of the actual output, I think we've done pretty much okay. Um, you know, even though Mullins left, we're again heavily reliant on Wes Houlihan, who you know I think in terms of ability will probably be among the best footballers at this level in terms of what he can actually do with the ball. But his fitness is is, is clearly a question mark. He he won't play on Tuesday. He doesn't play on Tuesdays for us. Um, he's very much a Saturday man. So um, I think what Bonner or Mark Bonner, our manager, um, alluded to sort of in the build-up to this season was that we do need goals from other areas of the pitch. And there's been a clear focus on can we get wingers into the box? Can we get you know midfielders like Adam May, for example, um, who's, who's scored a few goals recently? Can we get them driving forward, getting shots off? So um, I think we've coped pretty well. Um, Clearly, it's a hit, and there's, there's 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 obviously been moments where you come out of games where you think, you know, if Mullen had that chance, and Mullen had this chance, if Mullen was on the pitch, yeah, you know, could we have got a point or three points? And and, and obviously, that's always going to be the conversation when you do lose someone like that. But um, yeah, I think overall, we were probably expecting there to be a really gaping hole, and there is a bit of a hole, but it's not um, sort of quite as big a hole as we uh, as we thought it might be. 
I think because we're obviously worried that somebody's going to come in for Cole Stockton in January and his scoring streak has, has not quite come out of the blue. He's always had it in him, I think, but I think he's, he's at the moment, he's one of those forwards who I think happens to all strikers, doesn't it, where they hit that purple patch where everything they hit towards goal goes in the back of the net. And that's where he's been at the start of the season. So, of course, he'll certainly be one to watch. What, what have you made of, of Morecambe's start to the season overall, Tom? Yeah, I think I think a bit like ourselves, probably a little bit more than ourselves. Really, I've been surprised with um, well, I guess, I guess even even in League Two, you know, given the sort of budgets that that, that are available, I was always surprised by Morecambe's ability, ability to compete, um, and that's 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 clearly been um, amplified a little bit this season, given the step up. So, um, yeah, I think my my sort of perception from the outside is that the game's always quite entertaining um, with Morecambe, and obviously, um, you know, Cole Stock. <laughs> You know, Carl Stockton's a name that I think probably towards the end of last season came up more and more regularly, and clearly is someone who's sort of carried that on. So, I, I guess from our point of view, that's 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 the obvious one that we'll have to look out for. But um, I think you know, for our fans, when we think of Morecambe away on a Tuesday night, it's always clearly one of those games which is um, it's never going to be easy. Um, and I, I don't expect anything less. To be fair, when we when we go there, um, sort of Tuesday coming up. One stat that I found quite interesting was you've scored, I think it's in 20 consecutive away games. So you know where the back of the net is away from home. Yeah, we do. Um, I didn't realise until the club tweeted out today, actually, that's actually, um, actually a club record of ours. So um, something that I, w- I wasn't actually aware that we'd been on a run like that um, until just before we went to Doncaster, um, the, the Tuesday just gone, that... We scored in 19. Obviously, we scored there and made it 20. And, and you know, to do that's pretty pretty impressive. Um, the sort of pessimist in me and the realist of someone who's been following the lower league football club for many years, um, I know that that run will come to an end at some point. And I hate to think that it might be on Tuesday against you guys. But, um, yeah, we, we, we do have the ability to nick things. I, I've talked a lot about how, you know, our, our game plan is kind of centred around limiting chances to the opposition team. And then it's about can we soak up the pressure and sort of hit people on the break? And um, yeah, obviously for, you know, the end of last season, we were obviously doing that because we were, you know, one of the best teams in the league. Mm. And this season, we've, you know, thankfully managed to sort of carry that on. And clearly when you're scoring, it takes a little bit of pressure off. Um, some of those bigger games, like Portsmouth, for example, it means that if they do pull off, you know, a, you know, a sort of, um, you know, something from the edge of the box, something of that sort of increased quality that you, that you didn't get in League 2, I guess it takes a little bit of pressure off that, but um, yeah, it's obviously been good that we've um, we've sort of kept that up. I suppose the other end of the field as well, it it seems uh, certainly on paper that you've struggled to keep many clean sheets and you might be vulnerable to an early strike as well. So I guess that's one area that we'll try and exploit. Yeah, definitely. That's been, uh, I think in the pods that we've done, um, that's really been the sort of focus of most of the conversation really. Um, it's 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 a strange one really because it's gone on for so long now that we've conceded firstly early goals and secondly um in terms of the goals we're conceding like it's just it's just sloppy it's 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 goals that at this level you, you know you don't want to give away like I, I take the example of when we played Sheffield Wednesday um a couple of weeks ago you know they've got players like Barry Bannon Sado Berahino on the pitch and if you, yeah. if 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 you're going to concede goals you want it to come from something that they've done you know you want to come from a piece of quality but yeah. it's 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 ultimately you know, just a ball over the top that we've not even picked up that's, that's that's kind of cost us two points and that's really been the story of the last probably six or seven weeks now um and it's a strange one in that a lot of the goals we're conceding are just individual errors and you expect that at some point that that will just that will just kind of cut out and, and people will just stop making them but the fact that it keeps going on has led to questions. Is it more of a systemic thing? Is it the way we're setting up? Is it something that's happening in training? Is it, um, you know, the way that the team are sort of motivated for games? Um, I should make clear that none of that's a criticism of the manager, which which certainly hasn't started happening yet. But um, yeah, it's certainly a concern of ours. And I think the two the two real problems that it causes for us is that first, in terms of our own players, that's obviously in the back of their minds that they know that. I guess early on they're probably a vulnerable football team at the moment, but probably worse than that is what it does to the opposition players that we're that we're coming up against. That they think, 
okay, first 15, 20 minutes. If we if we get at these, we could be two or three up. And that's that's no exaggeration. And you know, we've just talked about um, you know, Morecambe's ability to score goals, people like Cole Stockton at the other end. Um, and if we're you know, if we're slow starting there, then we could leave ourselves with a bit of a mountain to climb. And that's that's really been the, the, the sort of hamstring that we've had on us for the last few weeks. And you know, I I would like to think that if we can and, and, and hopefully when we do sort that out the results will start to come. But um, yeah, until we go on a sort of run of games where we're, you know, not conceding goals early and not conceding sloppy goals like we have been, um, it's obviously going to remain a bit of a worry. So um, yeah, hopefully something that we can sort out. I think from our point of view, your best attacking options, we are light in the middle of the park. We're missing one of our main central midfielders. We're missing one of our wide attacking players, Arthur Nahur and, and, and Shane McLaughlin are both going to be out. Also, we've conceded a lot of goals this season from set pieces, corners, free kicks on the edge of the box, throw-ins, not picking up runners, that kind of stuff. And also we've conceded a lot of late goals as well. So how good are you at uh, attacking set pieces and how good are you at scoring in the last 10 minutes of games? Because I think those are the two areas where you might get some joy. Yeah, well, uh, thankfully for us, and I guess not... um... Not so thankful. Not so thank- thankfully for you guys. That's probably where we've been strongest. Um, I've mentioned about the character of the team coming back uh, from sort of losing positions. A lot of those goals have come in the last ten minutes. There was two at Crew. There was one against Ipswich. Uh, there was one against Oxford earlier in the season. Um, I'm sure there's other examples. Um, but we do tend to score a lot of goals slightly later on in games, and a big source of that has been from set pieces. Um, so. I just talked about obviously a lot of the sort of defensive mistakes we're making. Funny enough, we're conceding a lot of goals from set pieces, um, but we are we are decent in in in, in sort of an attacking sense. There, um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure how that comes to pass. It seems like every time we take a corner, it doesn't quite beat the first man. But um, <laughs> no, that feels there's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's um, there's a lot of examples in the last few weeks of, of sort of um, either sort of goals that have directly come from corners and someone sort of headed it in or maybe just that sort of next phase of play that that, that sort of follows that. So, um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting to think that it could be quite an entertaining game if um, if uh, if our strengths are your weaknesses and our yeah. weaknesses are maybe your strengths. Um, it might be in for... Uh, it could be quite an entertaining watch. It's a nailed on nil-nil now we've said that, Tom, of course. <laughs> Although that said, we have... You talk about corners, we've conceded... Uh, we conceded direct from a corner in back-to-back games against Wickham and then at Burton. So uh, we are vulnerable. If you, you can get it into the near post, you might be in business. So uh, colours to the mast then, Tom. Uh, prediction time for Tuesday. I suppose you're going to say it's a Cambridge victory, aren't you? Um, yeah, I'm going to... I think I'm probably going to have to. Um, you know, with, with, with all due respect, I guess we would look at games against Walker as being the ones that we're going to need to pick up points in to stay up and, and to be fair you probably look at us exactly the same yeah, so yeah, um, yeah obviously going to have to obviously going to have to back my team I'll probably I'll probably go for a 2-1 win um, Joe Ironside and I'll say Joe Ironside with both of them because he's like we just said we've, he's, uh, he's, he's stepped up to the level pretty well I'm going to say 2-1 to Morecambe and because uh, Cole Stockton's only scored once in the last four games that's a relative drought considering the start he's had so uh, we'll back him next uh, next Tuesday I think um, I suppose that my final question to you Tom is do you see both Cambridge and Morecambe being a League One football club next season I, I don't see any reason why we can't both stay up I'd like to think so um, I think I've, I've, I've certainly seen enough from us to know that we have it in us, we have, we have enough ability to to stay to stay at the level. Clearly, Morecambe, their strengths there. I, I guess the concern for you guys, maybe more than us, is about what happens in January um, in terms of outgoings. Can you keep your best players? But I think I think the league is a lot more competitive, sort of right the way through than I thought it would be. I, I almost thought that there might be seven or eight teams where there's you know where there's a bit of a game on, and then for the rest of them, it's almost a foregone conclusion that you sort of lose and. It's just not really how it's turned out. So, no. I, I I think in terms of what individual qualities and as sort of individual teams, yeah, there's there's only more than enough to stay up. But the one thing that I can't I can't quite overlook is the fact that there's four teams that go down, which is, you know, clearly for any any division, obviously quite a lot, and someone's going to have to be unlucky there. Um, and I, I I would like to think that Cambridge and Morecambe are both steps. I think that'd be a great sort of way to back up two pretty incredible achievements from the last season. Um, 
and there's some teams already that look like they're pretty doomed. I look at Crew, for example, so that, that might be one of the one of the spots gone. Um, there's teams that we played against, you know, the that, that have not looked great. So I think there's certainly yeah. more than enough in both camps to, to 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 keep up, and I do hope that's the case. Fingers crossed, Tom. The one thing that struck me about the League One is actually the relentless pace that you don't get in League Two. Yes, of course, the the, the slight uplifting quality and you'll punish more for mistakes that perhaps you wouldn't be in League Two. But every game that we've played so far, it's just been, the, the pace has been absolutely ferocious and it seems sort of almost non-stop. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of the floodlights, but it seems to be even more so on Tuesday nights. The yeah. ball just seems, to, just seems to zip around the lot. But yeah, I think, I guess that comes in sort of increased quality of players at this level, yeah. I think. They can obviously see things that um, players in League Two can't, and that means the ball moves a bit quicker and it sort of zips around a bit more. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly been a challenge. But like I said throughout, I think it's one that we're, we're really enjoying and hopefully, um, hopefully we'll have a few more attempts at it yet. Us too, us too. Tom, thank you so much for your time. Sales pitch then. You've, you're part of a fantastic Cambridge United podcast under the Abbey stand. It's a proper, what I describe as a nuts and bolts fans pod, if that makes sense really get down really drill down into the nitty-gritty about the games that you've just played the games you've got coming up special guests it's a great listen for league one football fans how do we find it on twitter and, and what platforms can we catch up yeah so we're uh, we're at abby Stanford on twitter um and we're on pretty much everything really um, apple Podcasts, spotify all the sort of usual places i guess um, and yeah hopefully hopefully it is a good listen I think you've probably nailed it perfectly in terms of our approach so um, <laughs> yeah obviously feel free to give us a listen we'll be uh, talking about the Morecambe game I just think in, uh, in some pretty decent detail and um, yeah hopefully it'll be a, sort of a good one to talk about looking forward to hearing that next week Tom thank you so much uh, good luck for the rest of the season after next Tuesday of course and, and fingers crossed that we both stay up yeah of course we should say to you guys and again uh, yeah after Tuesday a massive thank you to Tom Walker from the Under the Abbey Stand podcast for his fantastic inside track on all things Cambridge United, the visitors to the Mazuma Stadium on Tuesday night. Of course, Shrimps Live will be there. Myself, Dave Salmon and Matt Smith from the Shrimps Media team with the build-up and the whole game live will be across North Lancashire on 103.5 and 107.5 FM from 7.30 and also, of course, online where you can listen or watch via the iFollow Shrimps platform too. That's just about it. Thanks for listening, Shrimps fans, and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.